Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, but not today. Back on the tube a little later on. And also, of course, if you want to see us, the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Happy to be with you here uh, on your Monday. And uh, we're getting down to it. Only a couple weeks left in the regular season of Big Sky Conference play. We're into the postseason for both Class B and Class C hoops already. The postseason for Class A and AA also begins this weekend as well. And we here in Western Montana, specifically in Missoula, have the Big Sky Dock Fest rolling this week as well. Also got some fun stuff up on the ski hill this weekend. The Galande Jump returns to Snowball. So... That will be the themes of today's show. We'll take you all the way around the wide world of hoops here in the state of Montana. We got scores, analysis, reactions, and sound bites from the rivalry games over in Bozeman over the weekend. We also have scores and highlights from all the district tournaments from across the state of Montana this last weekend. We also got a couple of thoughts on the battle for the Golden Goat. An awesome deal put on by our great friends at SWX Montana Television. And uh, a new inclusion in the Golden Goat this year with Big Sky getting to play against Hellgate. We also now have... uh, The Eagles got a chance to be in it, and they also got a chance to make one of the highlights of the year as Audrey Hale hits a walk-off three-pointer to lift Missoula Big Sky over Missoula Hellgate. So we'll talk about that. A little bit as well. That's all part of hour number one, the Montana Basketball Hour, uh, all the way around the state of Montana in hoops. And then hour number two, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I love sort of taking the conversations into the world of culture and pop culture and and art and film. Uh, and sometimes the sports, you know, it's always fun and it's always new. And that's what I love about it is that it always renews itself. But I also like to talk about Oh, the other fun things going on in our community is the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival back for its 20th anniversary. That's super cool. And uh, we have a couple of filmmakers uh, in studio. Sean Paulson, Brad Wickham. They are the directors and producers of Shadow of a Dog. Shadow of a Dog uh, makes uh, made its world debut on Saturday. 
and uh, we'll have another screening tomorrow afternoon and is available to stream as of today. So we'll have a couple filmmakers in the studio to get hour number two kicked off, and then we will also talk to Steve Curtis. He's the MC of this uh, annual Galande jump. I grew up skiing up Snowball. Uh, my family's home in Missoula was actually uh, just a couple miles away from Snowball. So I uh, spent a ton of time up there, and I used to always be completely captivated and completely mystified when the Galande jump was going on up there. And uh, so we'll talk to Steve just about this upcoming weekend's festivities. We also got sound bites from a variety of different people. Uh, Andrew, I'll send you the last ones I owe you here as soon as I can. Um, but we will hear from Cola Badbear and Trisha Binford of the Montana State women's basketball team. We'll also hear from Travis Takir of the Montana men's basketball team, along with Anand Moody and Josh Bannon from the Grizz. We'll also hear from great Osabar and Raekwon Battle of the Montana State men's basketball team. And we will also hear from Danny Sprinkle, the head coach uh, of the MSU men. That will all be throughout uh, this first hour here on the Montana Basketball Hour. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, uh, give Brent and his team a call today. I am Coulter Nuanas. We are here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to say so. And if you want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app. And also, you can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888 I'm having withdrawals today because usually... It's always so fun uh, on Mondays because we get to recap a whole weekend of sports, and obviously sports are in their finest form on the weekends, and that's when so many of you are spending your time going to sporting events and, and watching sports, following sports, checking Twitter, you know, watching games on TV, whatever it might be. But for you know, seven months, every Monday, we're talking football for at least half the show. For all of the fall, the whole show. And then for this last winter, we've had the Monday afternoon quarterback with one of my favorite people that I've gotten a chance to know throughout my trails uh, of media, uh, Marty Mornoweg, an awesome, awesome resource for us here in the state of Montana. Coach Marty coached in the NFL for more than 26 years, and he brings such unbelievable insight uh, to this radio show. Uh, his perspective on the NFL is invaluable. So we won't have the Monday afternoon quarterback today for the first time since August. So uh, we miss you, Coach, uh, but we'll catch up with you soon. Hopefully uh, the little shoulder deal he had went okay in case you're listening. Uh, Heal up soon, and uh, we'll be golfing in no time. But that's all to say. If you want to be a part of the show, uh, you have questions, comments, concerns, or you want to continue to enter into our Big Sky Tournament giveaway, we'll be doing that on Wednesday. So um, keep the text coming in, 888 Big Sky in Boise, if you want to join us for the Big Sky Tournament uh, in Boise, Idaho. Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about 
how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Best of the weekend. We spent the weekend in Bozeman. The final results from the basketball games, Montana State 75, Montana 73 in the women's game, Montana State 72, Montana 68. So that's the top news brief of the weekend. The Bobcats sweep the Grizz in hoops for the first time since 1999 when it comes to the season series for both men's and women's basketball. Montana State's men swept the Grizz for the first time since 2010. It was the first time a Montana State men's sweep has coincided with a women's sweep since 1999. You throw in Montana State's 55-21 victory in football, and in terms of the most visible of the sports, the three quote-unquote revenue sports, the Cats win all three for the first time, sweep all three, excuse me, for the first time ever. Montana State added women's basketball in 1976. They didn't sweep the Lady Grizz one time until 1999, so that's a a testament to the dominance that Robin Selvig exerted over the uh, Bobcats in the rivalry game. And uh, just a couple times where Cat Hoops have clean-swept Grizz Hoops, and neither one of those times previously had coincided with a uh, Bobcat football win, but uh, now we have it. So congratulations to Montana State. They've done uh, a great job of... Building momentum across their athletic department. And we're going to get to that in a little while because Danny Sprinkle talks about that exact element in the soundbite we're going to play for you. So stay tuned for that. Other best of the weekend, though, uh, we went over to Bozeman on Friday. If you were tuning in and, and following along, we had our uh, show from Universal Athletic Service on Friday at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Always love seeing those folks. Always appreciate them so much for hosting us here at Nuanas now. And then that evening... I uh, was invited uh, by Montana State Athletics to their annual Hall of Fame banquet. So that was fun. And uh, went and got to see. It was actually funny because, you know, I'm getting to the age now. I'm 35. I'm going to be 36 in May where a, a lot of my peers, a lot of people I know, a lot of athletes that I covered, their, their, uh, their glory days are getting far enough in the past that uh, – they're now becoming Hall of Famers. So uh, this Hall of Fame induction class for MSU, it was sort of the group of, of young people that are now in their early 30s that were among the, the best athletes at Montana State when I first moved back to Montana. I moved away for a couple of years, then moved back to Bozeman, Montana uh, in, in the uh, winter of 2010 leading up to uh, basketball season in 2011. A senior on that basketball team for MSU that year was Katie Bussey, and she was one of the inductees, so fun to see uh, now Coach Bussey, assistant for Trisha Bidford, inducted. And then a couple of the guys on the uh, first Big Sky Conference championship team I ever covered there at the Bozeman Chronicle, uh, Jody Owens and Caleb Schreibeis, a couple guys who were All-Americans in 2012 when Montana State won their third straight Big Sky Conference title. That then... Uh, led me to going out on on Friday night, and uh, I've kept up with Jody Owens because he's been in the coaching world for a while. Uh, but it was fun seeing Jo. Congratulations again, my man, for going into the Hall of Fame. It's always you were one of my favorite players I ever covered. Uh, but I also got to see a bunch of the dudes. That group of Montana State football players they had a, such a huge Texas pipeline, and Jody Owens was a part of that. And a bunch of those dudes came back, and I, I had, didn't know if I would ever see the guys that were from Texas that then moved back to Texas again. I don't know if I'm ever going to see them again, but I did. So it was fun catching up with Darius Jones and and uh, Julius Lloyd and, and those guys. So uh, always fun to catch up with people 
that uh, you haven't seen in quite some time. Other best of the weekend, Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I was so impressed just overall with the women's game and the rivalry. I thought that uh, I thought the quality of the action was significantly better. And it's funny how you can have two games with almost identical scores. Montana State won 75-73 in the women's game and 72-68 in the men's game. The men's game had no flow, endless stoppage, uh, unbelievable whistle fest. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, that was one of my worst of the weekend from Saturday night was the whistle fest in the men's game. But it's happened rather rapidly while also taking a really long time. But in my personal opinion, the women's basketball at the collegiate level has surpassed men's basketball in terms of watchability. And I actually don't think it's even close. I think there's a variety of reasons for it. I think, first of all, the the full immersion into becoming a, a skill game, and basketball has always been a skill game, but the, the women are playing it with a higher skill level than ever before. There's such unbelievable shooting and passing and dribbling and, and all of that. That's been a huge point of progress. Also, the fact that they play quarters is enormous because you're not into the double and triple bonus instantly uh, like you are in the men. Not instantly, but so much more quickly. The fouls reset after 10 minutes. It makes all the difference in the world. It also helps you mitigate and manage your rotations, foul trouble, substitutions, all that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's massively improved. Watching the, the women's game up close and personal, though, it was... First of all, amazing to see just how fun Montana State is. Uh, they have been sort of the class of the big sky for the last couple of years. But now they have this team that's star-studded, filled with veterans, and it, and it seems just like one of those teams of destiny. Like when you have young ladies that are impact players when they're freshmen, and then they stick it out and they become seniors, and they've won championships before, but now they're trying to win one last championship. It's always a fun ride to Chronicle, no matter what the result is. And now here, Montana State's women's basketball team, they're sitting here with an opportunity to come down the stretch and uh, clinch the Big Sky title uh, here uh, relatively soon. And... It, never, it doesn't always happen that way. You don't always fulfill expectations. You don't always get to go out on top. I mean, Idaho State was going through this exact same scenario last year. The Bengals returned a glut of players from what was an exceptionally talented Big Sky title team that then went to the NCAA tournament and competed well with Kentucky. They brought most of those gals back, and they did get to the regular season championship, but then they ran out of gas uh, in Boise, and it was just not nearly as fluid of a season. Montana State has had sort of a clunky year, but but they looked at their best in this game against the Lady Grizz. And I thought that the centerpiece of it all, aside from the outstanding play of Cola Badbear, Darian White, the, the seniors that have got Montana State to this point, the other central figure in this is Trisha Benford. And she has done so many things to elevate the Montana State program her longevity is becoming one of her biggest advantages. As someone now who's been at Montana State for 18 seasons, she coaches with such a steady hand. She has a direct extension of herself on the court in Darian White. I don't know what Coach Ben is going to do when she doesn't have Darian White anymore. I mean, she has always had good point guards. She's recruited and developed some awesome players. But Darian White is the most perfect point guard for Trisha Binford that I could possibly imagine. And at this point, Darian White has to be considered one of the great 
players, basketball players, men or women, in the history of this state. No question. I mean, she is going to go down as an all-time great in the Big Sky Conference. And it's not just about the numbers. It's her poise and her ability to take the spotlight and and uh, represent her her university and herself and her family uh, under such a bright light with such grace and class. Uh, she's an unbelievable young lady, and it's also just so fun to watch her play basketball. Patricia Benford is the one that has been the architect of this whole thing. And to watch her fight and claw to try to rise Montana State up to the ranks of relevancy in the Big Sky Conference and then turn the corner to become one of the best teams in the league, to then ascend to be the the longest tenured coach in the league and someone that takes great pride in that and have so much experience within the conference and use it then to translate to direct success. It's awesome to watch her coach. It's been awesome to watch her grow. And, uh, you know, I remember back when I first started covering MSU Women's Hoops, I didn't know if Trisha Binford had what it took to be a true champion level. I thought she was a good coach, but I didn't know she was going to be able to really elevate it to the point where it's just a machine. That's what it is now at Montana State. It's just a factory. They they are just rolling as a women's basketball program. And when you watch Coach Binford on the sideline, the, the quiet confidence she coaches with, the calm that she brings to her players, uh, the endless positivity and, and boost of confidence that she's able to instill in her young ladies, uh, it's really impressive. Here's just a, a quick bit on Trisha Bidford on the post-game celebration and just how proud she is of her team. The locker room was super fun. Um, first of all, we had the president there. We had our athletic director there. Um, this is uh, uh, this family here is really special. We want to celebrate the opportunities that we have to celebrate with the people that are behind us and support us. And um, no prouder moment um, for coaches when we get to do that with our leaders. And I'm just extremely proud of our, our team today um, on both ends of the floor. Speaking of people I'm proud of, you know, when you get a rivalry game like this and you know it's going to have a lot of people in the building and it's going to be very emotional, it's it's nice to know you have seasoned veterans that have been through this experience and you just put the put the ball in their hands and l- let them finish, let them take over. And um, there were definitely moments where these two did that. No one is now ESPN Radio, the Montana Basketball Hour, going all the way through all the best of the weekend from our time in Bozeman. We also got some high school scores coming up as part of our Stockman Bank scoreboard, and we'll have more in-depth analysis about the men's uh, rivalry game in Bozeman uh, with sound bites from Danny Sprinkle, Travis Takir, Josh Bannon, Anand Moody, and if we get around to it, maybe even uh, Raekwon Battle and Great Osabor. The Montana Basketball Hour is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, If you want to find out how Blackfoot can provide the right services for you or your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Other best of the weekend. We had her on the show last week, but uh, Cola Badbury, I can't say enough good things about these Montana State women's basketball players because here's the thing. There's a lot of really, really good people that are involved in, in Division I athletics right now in Montana. Period. There's great, great people at Montana, Montana State, people that we thoroughly enjoy when we see them, when we get to interact with them, when we get to cover them, when they come on the show, no matter if they're contributing as a fellow media colleague or an athlete or a coach, all sorts of great people. Seeing those people are what give me life. That's what gives me energy. It's what I really live for is just the interactions, the conversation, all that stuff. But I was really thinking about it before the, the women's game tipped. And I've covered a lot of great teams, and there's a lot of teams that remain special in my memory of them and and the experience I got to have a small part in sharing with them. But this MSU women's team 
has a couple of, of the most impressive gals that I can really remember. And I mentioned Darian White, and, and I said what I had to say about her, but Cola Bad Bear is another one. And we talked about it on the show last week. But a young lady who uh, grew up on the reservation, a proud representative of the Crow Nation, went to high school in Billings, uh, overcame a horrific knee injury uh, to then become an impact player for four years at Montana State. And uh, she's also taken on the weight of being the face of and a spokesperson for the the, the uh, No More Stolen Sisters initiative, which is the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women uh, initiative here in Montana to bring awareness to human trafficking and nefarious activity on our seven Montana Indian reservations. And it's just amazing that Cola Bad Bear has taken all that on. She also, though, has an unbelievable flair for the moment. And to watch her take over the game against the Lady Grizz, I thought she was absolutely the catalyst. She got the ball in the paint near the post over and over and over again. She converted five of her first six field goals. Uh, actually, was five of five before her first miss. Her three-pointer at the end of the third quarter gave Montana State its first double-digit advantage, and she ends up with 23 points on 9 of 11 shooting, maybe the best game of her college basketball career. Here's just a soundbite from Cola Badbear about that big three. Uh, oh, we don't have that one. Okay. Well, we you can find all of it on SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, we got full press conferences up there for both the men's and the women's games, so go check that out. But, I, I mean, the best of the weekend, just in terms of finishing up on the girls' game from the Montana State side, I just those seniors going out on top. For the Lady Grizz, you got to give them a ton of credit. They were down by as many four, as 14 points with about four and a half minutes to go in this game, and then they came back with a flurry of threes. I'm going to continue to ask why Brian Holsinger doesn't use the press that he sometimes employs more. He always says that, it's because he wants to save legs. He wants to you know, make sure they have enough depth when they get to the Big Sky Tournament. They just mess people up with this press so much. It's been like pretty much unequivocally effective when they've employed it. Maybe I'm naive to thinking they could do it more without any detriment or side effect, but I think they could use it more. Do I think they should do 40 minutes of Helen Nolan Richardson-style press from start to finish? I don't know if that's sustainable. But they they could use it more, and it would be really disruptive. Uh, but the press combined with Haley Heward hitting a couple big threes coming off the bench, Matt Coning hitting a couple big threes down the stretch, and then Sammy Fatkin uh, swishing a half-court shot at the buzzer, that made the final margin of victory just two points, even though Montana was down by as many as 14 late in the uh, fourth quarter. So you got to give credit to the fight of the Lady Grizz. Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, presented by Blackfoot Communications. More of the best of the weekend. Uh, I thought the sellout crowd at the men's game was awesome. I thought just the the the, the energy and the vibrance at the brick was impressive. Montana State forever and ever and ever has been trailing Montana in terms of in-game atmosphere and home court advantage and just being you know a viable basketball school. As Andrew wrote in one of his stories on Skyline Sports this weekend. Bozeman's the better place to watch a basketball game right now, and it's been decades. It's been maybe half a century since you could say that. Even I don't even know if you ever could have said it, but it's certainly been since probably before Judd Heathcote was roaming the sidelines at Montana that the brick was better in Delbert Arena to watch a basketball game, but it is. The, the, the students are coming out in full force. They Their band is, is top-notch. Uh, the whole thing I was very impressed by, and, and the crowd on hand was awesome. I also had a great time on the ESPN Plus call. It was my first time doing a TV game, like a streaming game like that ever, and my first time doing a TV call in about a handful of years. 
So, uh, fun shaking the dust off, the rust off, and uh, calling with our good buddy Ian Laird, and that was fun. And uh, my last best, my last best of the weekend was just all the content we were able to compile. Once again, I always am filled with so much gratitude and thank, and am so thankful uh, when these long and uh, strenuous weekends wind down, uh, just because. It, it takes an unbelievable amount of work, and you know we got to. We're basically putting in fourteen-hour days and staying up until two in the morning, and then driving back and trying to get it all finished up. But there's no complaints because I'm so proud of the work that we do at Skyline Sports and at ESPN MT here, and I couldn't do it without those guys. So Andrew and and Brooks and Jason and uh, of course Tommy for all his work behind the scenes here at Missoula Broadcasting too. I mean, it's got to say thanks to those all those guys because they're just so awesome, and uh, it just makes me so proud when we wrap up weekends like this. Not to get negative, but there are a couple worsts of the weekend. First of all, the Whistle Fest. We'll get into more analysis of what I'm talking about because I do think there's some nuance as to the why. We'll do that here in a little uh, in a little while. Um, but the other one was the way we were sitting in in the in the media seats. Uh, it, it, they basically put tables over the top of the second row seats there on one side of the brick, and so it just makes it so the table legs are kind of over your legs. So there's just not a lot of leg room. Well, that's all fine and dandy, except for when you're on a call that's going to last for two and a half hours and you can't really move because you got to stay on the deal and it can keep on rolling. Well. Uh, my hot yoga in the morning combined with my empty water bottle combined with my seat combined with the fact that there was 7,000 people at Brick Breed and Fieldhouse and it was hotter than a mug in there. Oh my gosh. I got the worst leg cramp that I've gotten in years. Mid-broadcast. So I'm standing up. I'm trying to shake this thing out while we're calling the game still. I'm trying to SOS text somebody to give me some water. <laughs> And uh, it was all good. We ended up making it through and getting around and getting out on the other side. I got rehydrated. I got some extra leg room. Uh, but I appreciate everybody for letting me uh, broadcast to you if you were able to watch the ESPN Plus broadcast of the uh, Montana Montana State men's basketball game. We'll go over some of the best uh, results from the weekend in terms of district champions from across high school basketball. And we'll also hear from a variety of subjects from the men's game uh, from the rivalry uh, weekend over in Bozeman, Montana. The Montana Basketball Hour is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Thanks to Blackfoot for their continued support of all the things we got going on here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate and connect in a changing world to learn more about how Blackfoot can help you visit goblackfoot.com. Stockman Bank scoreboard from the high school ranks, plus a whole bunch of in-depth analysis about the men's result, the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, 
while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio Missoula. So I get back from a long drive, long weekend. You know, I'm trying to wind down. And uh, my girlfriend says, we, we should we should just watch a movie. You know, let's watch something not sports. Let's just, you know, disconnect for a little while, relax. Okay, great. Whatever you want. Whatever movie you like, babe, go ahead. So she puts on A Star is Born. I have never seen this. I know that. Every other person on the earth saw it. I saw that it made like $530 million at the box office or something like that. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, whatever. You know, she's going to watch this movie, and, and then I'm going to get a little extra energy, so I'm going to get my computer out, I'm going to start doing Skyline Sports stuff, and she can watch her movie, whatever. I am hooked on this movie from right away. The singing and the performance is epic. Bradley Cooper, top-notch. Lady Gaga, even better. I couldn't believe it. I know it's just a, you know, sappy love story, whatever. But what a good movie, man. And then at the end, I'm crying like a little baby. I can't even believe it, how sad it is. I'm like, I can't believe I just watched that. I'm so sad. Regardless, great film. I know I'm so far behind. I know most of you probably seen this thing like 10 times. I had no idea that it came out five years ago. I had no idea why I skipped it till now. Uh, what uh, what a deal. What a fun time. Noir's Dallas ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. It's the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Let's take a look at our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Here are your district champions. We'll get through these as, as, as quickly as we can so we don't have to slog through. But uh, here's a look at what's going on uh, for district champions for both Class B and Class C. District 1B, Fairfield's boys destroyed Cutbank 80-43. Brian Ward set the pace with 15 points. In the District 2B championship game, Wolf Point continued their outstanding season. They are definitely one of the top contenders in Class B. Headed into the divisional tournament, they beat Malta 68-64. Justin Benton, Julian Benton, excuse me, uh, leads the way with 17 points. District 3B, Lame Deer beats Lodgegrass 81-56 for the championship. Kendall Russell has 18 points, and Frank Flying has 13 more points. The District 4B Championship in boys basketball, Columbus outlasts Red Lodge 68-59. Hayden Stefferson and Mike Kortz each scored 21 points in that one. The District 5B State Champion, or, uh, uh, Tournament Championship, excuse me, Three Forks beats rival Manhattan 53-52. How competitive is the 5B? Three Forks was the Class B State Champions last year, and yet this is their first district title in four years. So that shows you the contenders that are coming out of the 5B, and uh, Three Forks will definitely be in the mix again uh, at the Class B tournament as well. In the 6B championship, Missoula Loyola drills Anaconda 61-40. to The Rams jolted out to an 80-13 to lead at halftime and then cruised the rest of the way. 
eight different players scored for Loyola. That's been a trend all year long. They're getting six to eight guys in double figures sometimes. 61 is actually a really low scoring total for Loyola. Uh, but Ethan Stack leads the way with 15 points, and uh, Loyola remains undefeated against Class B competition and the number one team uh, in the state at Class B. District 7B. Uh, oops, I cut off the uh, the championship. I only have the third place game. We'll come back to District 7B in here just a minute. Uh, in district in uh, Class C, District 2C, Fairview outlasts Freud Lake, 49-47. Uh, so good win there by Fairview. District 3C, Luster Christian. They remain undefeated. One of the last boys basketball teams undefeated in the state of Montana. And uh, they got to gut it all the way out. Scobie takes them all the way down the wire, but Luster Christian earns a 38-37 victory for the district championship. Caden Klott led uh, the Spartans with 10 points. The uh, district 4C championship brought us to Vita Jordan 70-30. District 5C, Broadview Levina beats Melstone 55-41. Kate Erickson, 24 points to lead Broadview Levina. District 8C, Belt beats Royd Winifred 44, or 48-44. Excuse me. Bridger Vogel pours in 22 points for the Huskies. District 9C, Box Elder rolls past Chester Joplin Inverness 80-56. Trayson Gilet pours in 36 points. To lead Box Elder to the uh, the district championship, Hart Butte remains undefeated, seventy eight sixty six. Riley Revis twenty six points for the champs. District twelve C Manhattan Christian once again. It's it's just death taxes in Manhattan Christian dominating District twelve C. They beat West Yellowstone seventy nine forty nine. Tabarak Hill hit four three pointers and finished with twenty three points. Drummond defeats Darby 42-40 in overtime. Trey Phillips with 18 points to lead the Trojans to the 13C state or, uh, district championship game. And the district 14C, St. Regis 57, Charlo 51, Caleb Ball uh, scores 19, John Pruitt 18 for St. Regis. In girls' hoops, here's the district champions from over the weekend. District 1B. Shelby beats Conrad, 61-59. District 3B, Baker beats Forsyth, 63-44. District 5B, Big Timber beats Manhattan, 48-46. Bailey Flynn, Bailey Finn, excuse me, with 26 points for Big Timber. Missoula Loyola makes it a double dip uh, for the Class B school here in Missoula. They beat Anaconda, 56-48. Charlotte Cummings and Geo Horner each scored 14 points to lead the Breakers. District 7B, Big Forks girls uh, remain undefeated. They destroy Thompson Falls, 51-12. Plenty Wood stays undefeated. They got a scare, uh, but they emerge with a 38-31 win behind 17 points from Emma Brensdale. Plenty Wood uh, was only up 22-20 entering the fourth quarter against Culbertson. District 3C, Seiko Whitewater-Hinsdale beats Scobie, 58-34. Paige Wasson has 29 points for the victors. In District 4C, Jordan beats Plevna, 58-13. Javon Dutton paces the Mustangs with 12 points. District 5C, Melstone, 69. Custer Heisham, 27. Maggie Ike has 21 points to lead Melstone. In uh, District 6C, Roberts takes apart Bridger, 69-39, excuse me. Taylor Churick continued her big year. She's been lighting it up, and she had 28 more points for Roberts. District 8C, Roy Winifred destroys Highwood, 71-38. 
District 10C, Sims gets past Cascade, 37-23. District 12C, Manhattan Christian beats Twin Bridges, 36-33. District 13C, Seeley Swan gets 19 points from Emily Mon to get past Drummond, 43-38. And then District 14C, Superior, outlast Charlotte, 44-37. So that's your Stockman Bank scoreboard, uh, small school basketball style. Stockman Bank has more than three dozen locations around the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. More on the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. We'll share some sound bites and some analysis about the big games in Bozeman over the weekend, specifically the slugfest that was the men's game. Dave Sprinkle, Travis DeCure, Arnon Moody, Josh Bannon, a whole bunch of standouts. Coming up next, keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Never thought I'd like Bradley Cooper singing, but it turns out you watch a movie, you didn't expect to like it, all of a sudden you like it. Then you listen to the soundtrack. I don't know. Who have I become? Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. NBA season is heating up. Need a place to watch all your favorite NBA teams? Check out the Silver Slipper. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite squad at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. More here on the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. The uh, Montana State men's basketball team earns a 72-68 victory over Montana. This is a whistle fest from the start. And I, I want to be clear because there's been a lot of conversation on Twitter. I put some stuff on Twitter, uh, mostly to incite a riot because I'm sick in the head. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I wanted some discussion. I posted a, a, a picture of Anand Moody shooting a pull-up jump shot, and it, I just said, this here shot went in and looked like a four-point play while watching and calling the game live, and then it was called a foul. That summed up the entire action on Saturday. I was not implying whether I thought it was or was not a foul, because by definition, both in the rule book and by the way that the officiating crew decided to call the game, it was definitely a foul. Because guess what? As Andrew Houghton said on Twitter, you could call everything a foul in these rivalry games. If you establish right away that you're going to call the game tight, and then you call the game tight, I have no criticism of your officiating other than you didn't understand the moment, and it's frustrating more than anything for the fans involved. It was a sellout crowd. It should have been an unbelievably epic environment in Bozeman on Saturday. And it was fun, but a basketball game where there's a stoppage every 30 to 90 seconds is not what people came to see. Watching Jabril Bello and Raekwon Battle sitting on the Bobcat bench and Josh Bannon and Anand Moody and Deshaun Thomas all sitting on the Grizz bench, that's not what people paid money to see. I'm not sitting here saying officials should 
cater first and foremost to the people that are in attendance. But I also think that if you have an awareness of the rivalry, you are aware that you don't need to call the game super close. So then all of a sudden, on and Moody's four-point play turned into an offensive foul. It could just be a no-call, and the Grizz just get three points for that, and there's no call. You don't need a four-point play. You don't need an offensive foul. Neither of those things happen. Then you don't have every big guy in the world in foul trouble. On the converse side of that, though, Montana State shot 41 free throws. You want to know why? Because based on how the game was being called, Montana fouled an unbelievable number of times. And again, if that is the way the game is being called, I don't think almost any of the calls were bad calls. I thought there was a couple, I thought there was a couple really bad calls in this game. Mostly, though, I thought it was just officiated incorrectly given the magnitude of the matchup. Not that it was a bunch of bad calls. I thought Mac Anderson getting called for uh, running the baseline and getting called for his toe going over the line. I thought that was a, a, a ticky tack call. And then I also thought when Great Osabar got the ball hit out of his hands and the ball was up in the air, and then they called a contact foul uh, for him jumping. At the very least, you got to call that foul on the ground or you got to call a jump ball or a loose ball foul. To call it a shooting foul and award two free throws is incorrect. And I was in the last minute or so uh, of the game. On that note, though, it was a huge part of the game. Montana State made 32 free throws out of the 41 they shot. Here's Danny Sprinkle on the fouls. Yeah, we couldn't get a shot up because of the, they were fouling, and so we were shooting free throws. I don't even know how many shots we attempted in the first half. I looked one time, and we were like, it was like 12, you know, because we were getting to the free throw line. Um, and the ones that we did miss, we had wide open threes, you know, which we've had a lot this year. And I know I keep saying it, but it's just a matter of time until we start. There's going to be a game where we knock down those open threes, and, uh, and it's going to be a good night. I'm waiting for it. Hey, Sprinkle here on Nuanas. Now more from him coming up in a minute. I don't want to harp too much on the fouls. We'll come back to this in just a little while. It just made the game really hard to call, really hard to watch, really hard to cover. And I just thought it was unfortunate because it could have been so sweet. And uh, again, maybe the intensity of these games is just too much. Because I do think that in terms of how the officiating crew determined what they were going to call as a foul, 97% of the fouls that they called then are correct. It's just unfortunate that's how they decided to officiate uh, the game. Regardless, though, here's the historical context of this. Montana State sweeps Montana in men's hoops for the first time since 2010. They sweep in men's hoops and women's hoops for the first time since 1999. And you pair that with their football victory in the fall. And that's the first time the Bobcats have ever swept the Grizz in men's and women's basketball and in football. What is it taking to get to this point? Danny Sprinkle talked about what this meant to him as a proud Montana State alum. Yeah, you know, it was more like thanking the fans. You know, like it was, it was great. You know, sixty, almost sixty-seven hundred fans. Um, you know, the students. The, you know, I know how much this means to Bobcat Nation. You know, and it is an emotional game, and it's and it's been a long time. You know, it's been a long time since we sweeped them. Um, you know, they're we'll we'll see them again. You know, we'll see them we'll see them again in Boise at some point. Um, you know, I think they're I think they're you know a tremendous team. They really are. They they guard. You guys know Trav's teams are going to, you know, they're going to guard. They're going to be disciplined. And, and like I said, they make you earn it. Yeah, it, it's awesome, you know. And it, it, it starts at the top, you know. I mean, it, it starts with President Cruzado, and it trickles down to Leon, who's the best AD in the country, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, and it just it trickles down. The culture trickles down, the atmosphere around, uh, the energy. And, uh, you know, it's just that's what Bobcat Nation is. 
it's funny because people always ask me about the rivalry, and I, I really do think that sometimes we make too much of – well, first of all, sometimes I think we make too much of the result of it. But also I think when you're talking about Montana, Montana State, who's ahead, who's winning the arms race, who's winning athletics, it's undeniable at this exact moment that Montana State is setting the pace in the division for the Division One teams in this state, at the Division One programs in this state. When you ask why, I think it's really boils down to being as simple as this. When George Dennison was the president at the University of Montana, and they had powerhouse athletic directors like Wayne Hogan and Jim O'Day, that led to Montana being the cream of the crop in the Big Sky Conference. Since Wadej Cruzado took over at Montana State, MSU has just, has beaten Montana at everything, and I'm not just talking about in sports. I'm talking about in the upward momentum and mobility of their student body, their enrollment, the quality and prestige of their degrees, the the momentum within the community and the momentum of the community, the momentum in the athletic department, the momentum of sports. Wyatt Cruzado, when this in 50 years, we'll be talking about how she was one of the most impactful and memorable figures in the state of Montana's history, particularly early here in the 21st century. And her then ability to have uh, a great deputy in Leon Costello, the athletic director there at Montana State, and then his ability uh, to form this winning culture full of fun and positivity is it's why Montana State's rolling right now. And Danny Sprinkle acknowledge exactly that. New is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We asked similar questions to Raekwon Battle and Great Osabar. Battle had 19 points in this game. He hit the game ceiling free throws. Osabar. He cashed in on 12 free throws and scored 14 points. Also, Raekwon Battle brought a little memorabilia blanket. He's got a sweet blanket embroidered with Bobcat stuff on one side and on uh, with a whole bunch of Native American uh, tapestry on the other side. So he explained that a little bit as well. Here's a couple of the standouts from the Bobcats from Saturday's Cacris basketball game. Just being the aggressor, uh, every game, you know, it, teams win if they start out with the first punch, you know, so we had to throw the first punch, and that's what we did, and we end up kind of maintaining that lead, and, you know, we just don't let we just don't let the weight on our shoulders take over, so. For both of you guys, the first time in a really long time, probably both of your lifetimes, that the men and the women have both swept the grills on the same weekend, so what's that mean to you guys? Man, it means a lot, man. And just Bozeman in general, it means a lot to just the city. So, you know, you see how many people came out tonight. They wanted to see it in person. So it was pretty fun. Nah, that's big time, bro. Like, I really I really appreciate Bobcat Nation for showing up for us. Like, we really do this for them. Like, Coach always talks about playing for the people before you and playing for the, for the school, playing for the team, playing for your brothers. Like, and it really means a lot because you know how much it means to the people in the community and they show up and they support. So the fact that we could do this for them really means a lot too. Oh, so a family friend made it um, just because they, they come to a lot of the games the past two years since I've been here. Um, I'm going to just kind of open it up. It's kind of better to explain. Um, obviously, you got the Bobcat uh, right here stuff, MSU uh, Spirit, and it kind of just shows my roots on the inside just with kind of with uh, Native American designs. So pretty big. That's, that's tough. Native American designs, you got the eagle in it. And my grandma passed away in 2020. So there's like little praying hands kind of stitched in on each corner of it, just to resemble a her in the past. So, yeah, this is my birthday tomorrow, so that's kind of why I got it. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I got family coming out here and supporting and showing love. So it's more than I can ask for. I've got 
we have a birthday present is this win. Where do you think uh, this can you know, catapult you guys? You guys obviously know what it takes to get to the tournament. How big is this going down the stretch? And it's big, but, you know, it's just one game. We got three more, and then we got three more to finish up in Boise. So, you know, it's just we're going to take this and enjoy it until 12, uh, 12 a.m. and then move on. You're 22 tomorrow, is that right? Yes, sir, 22. And you you guys both had dunks in this game. There was that uh, uh, shot clock violation you had where the crowd was going wild. Uh, just how do you strap the, the atmosphere on those? Place atmosphere is amazing, man. That's just the one thing what I, I love about Bozeman in general and just the Bobcat Nation. It's just, it will get loud in there. And I was telling the opposite team, I was like, our gym's louder than yours. I was, that's the first thing I was telling. I was like, our is more fun over here. Raekwon Battle, great Osobar. Here on Nuanas Now, it's the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. To see how Blackfoot can help you or your business with the right services, visit goblackfoot.com. On the Grizz side of this thing, Montana's close, and I've been waffling back and forth on whether Montana is good or not, just in terms of the the competition within the league and in, in the scope of the league. The Grizz are good. The Grizz are good. I think at this exact moment, right now, uh, as we sit here today, you could only talk me into three teams playing for the Big Sky Championship. And and maybe four, if Dylan Jones completely freaked out at the Big Sky Tournament uh, for Weber State, they might be able to get to the championship, but I'd have a hard time believing he could will them all the way to the NCAA Tournament. But I, I, I believe that there's three teams that could play for the championship next, uh, I guess, two Wednesdays from now. And two of them played in Bozeman on Saturday. I think Montana and Montana State are there. I think Eastern Washington, obviously, uh, after their 15-0 start, is the uh, the top contender. But I- I've been going back and forth on this Grizz team, but I do think the way they fundamentally changed their style and the fact that they have now two real defined leaders, it helps them. Here are those two leaders, Arnon Moody, Josh Bannon. If you wonder which one's which, the guy at the Australian accent's Bannon. Grizz talk here on uh, the Montana Basketball Hour. Yeah, I mean, we came out flat, I feel like, at the start of both halves. Um, And in the first half, we put ourselves in a position where they're making 20 free throws, um, not just shooting, but making. I think they only had five field goals in the first half. So our execution, what we talked about before the game, was perfect. Um, We just were over-aggressive, and we didn't adjust to the way the game was being called. So that was on us. How difficult was it to get in the rhythm in the first half, just with the stop-and-go rhythm that it kind of took? Yeah, well, it sort of goes back to what Moody said. We were, we were slow playing ourselves into the game. Um, I didn't come out ready to play, and I own that. And I think we kind of put ourselves in a hole we had to dig ourselves out of. Um, that doesn't ne- that doesn't necessarily reflect, like, that reflects on us more than anything. Why did they face guard you? Pretty much the whole game. You got the one saying that. Yeah. What were you doing to kind of get loose and get over it? Uh, well, there was this um, constantly hands on my body, and I was, you know, just telling the refs that, you know, you can't do that, and that's illegal. Um, and the way that they're calling the game, um, you know, they shouldn't be allowing that. So um, it freed me up, obviously. My teammates set some good screens for me to get open. Um, and in high school, I got face guarded every single game, so I, I know exactly what to do. Um, I, I know how to play that style, and I know that I know I know the ball is going to come back to me because we have such an unselfish group. Yeah, it definitely is a heart uh, wrencher. It hurts. But at the time of the first loss, we weren't solidified as a team. This loss, you know, and it's really a two-point loss, comes after a five-game win streak. We've solidified as ourselves as a good team in the big sky. 
um, we found our rhythm, and uh, it definitely hurts. But I think that um, you know we still believe in ourselves. We still believe in ourselves. Obviously, disappointing last but How do you not let this carry? Yeah, I kind of I kind of mentioned to the group after the game. Um, you look up now, we're eight and seven, uh, sitting in at fourth. I imagine still after tonight, um, but the reality which everyone needs to grip is that we need to be we need to be very disciplined going into these next three games because these next three games are very important for seeding and if we don't bring our game to Monday's practice and have a good week you could look up after these three games and be in a tough position you've got to climb out of and I think this group has gained a lot of positive momentum um, to let one game derail us would be wouldn't wouldn't do us like justice so I think tonight um, definitely take some time be disappointed frustrated the whole emotion range of emotions you go through but by Monday we've got to come back ready to go and have a huge week Nuaz ESPN Radio last thought on the uh, rivalry game for this hour at least because our folks from the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival are here that's what's going to lead uh, hour number two but here's Travis DeKeer, Montana men's basketball coach, on his team's 72-68 loss to Montana State on Saturday night in Bozeman. I don't like losing in general. I, you know, every loss is the same to me. Um, I'm a one-game-at-a-time kind of guy. Um, I try not to get too high or too low on an opponent. Um, you know, it's a rival. I understand that. We don't want to be swept. I don't want to be swept by anyone. So um, it's not a great taste, and hopefully we get an opportunity uh, to avenge this one, maybe there, there's two big calls that that, that that ended both games. We 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 had that game won at home. That game was won, and guy jumps into a defender and gets three free throws to take the lead. We won that game, and tonight we we fought to get ourselves back in the game. It's a physical basketball game. When you get to the last two minutes of the game, you let the players play it out, and that's not what happened. Guy threw the ball up above the shot clock and got two free throws. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, we, I look at the film and maybe – I know we did foul a lot. I know that. I know our discipline's got to be better around the rim with our walls and our contests. Um, but something tells me that maybe they earned about 25 of those free throws. Out of 41's a lot. And they started the game at the free throw line. And it, it backs the team off. And I just, I'm used to these games being physical. When I played in them, um, when in the past, in coaching these games, they've been physical. Um, but they play. You know, I remember playing against Weber in the championship game. There's two free throws taken the whole game. Big Sky Championship for the right to go to the NCAA tournament. And I just don't feel like that that's what we're, we're seeing right now. So we got to do a better job of keeping people out of paint and, and not bail people out. Um, but. We're playing good enough basketball. I mean, I think it's spot on, especially what he said there at the end. There's been ultra-physical, ultra-contested Big Sky Championship games. They have flow because the officials make the cognizant decision before the game to let the game flow. This is going to be for a championship. This is going to be an unbelievably knockdown, dragout physical game where bodies are going to be flying. So let's establish what is a true foul first and foremost. And again, if you want to call holding on every single third down in football, you can. Or not. It, and there's nuance to it, for sure. We will debate more uh, a little later on. But first, we got to take a break. 
because the first of what's going to be a fun week. We got the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival in town. We got a couple of filmmakers in studio next. Keep it right here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.